We're talking about Cobb's shield of protection over our children today on the Inside Scoop. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. This episode is one you need to share with a friend. Please let them know it's worth a listen if you agree after you've heard it. When we put our children on the bus or drop them off at the school, we expect them to be kept safe. Safe from a variety of things, everything from dangerous weather to drugs or bad guys trying to do us harm. Our superintendent, Chris Ragsdale, takes this responsibility very seriously. He repeatedly states that job number one is keeping students and staff safe so that teaching and learning can continue. Helping him establish and maintain that shield of protection are Lieutenant Mike Wilson and Officer Pete Saxton, both from the Cobb Schools Police Department. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Thanks Good for having morning. us. Thanks for having us. So, Lieutenant Wilson, let's let's start with just a um, a little bit about the uh, Cobb Schools PD. You you guys are your own police force. A lot of people don't even realize we have our own separate police department. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you guys do? Sure. We are a separate police department. Mm -hmm. Uh, We work for the school district of Cobb County, and we have the great privilege of working for Mr. Ragsdale, who supports us. Mm -hmm. We are about 80 officers strong, and each officer are certified police officers from other police departments. We have an average of 25 years of service combined with all the officers on the department. Mm-hmm. We can respond to calls as regular car police. Um, we are sworn in, receive training from other places, and we have a multitude of, di- of different uh, experiences that we bring to the school district. Um, our main objective is to keep the kids and the staff safe mm-hmm. with the Cobb County School District uh, while working with other police departments to en- enhance the protection that we can provide for our staff and students. Officer Pete, as they yes. call you in schools, uh, you have a specific role in the school district that's a little different from your average uh, officer. <laughs> yes. tell, us, tell us a little bit about what, what your title is and what you do for our schools. Well, for the district, I'm the emergency management specialist. Okay. So what that entails is, a big part of it is liaisoning with our outside partners, agencies, Cobb Police, Cobb Fire, um, Cobb 911. We work very closely with all those because they are one, the largest organization, but they're also the ones who provide most support for us if something bad would happen. Yeah. Um, the other part of that is to liaison with our federal partners, our state partners. It's it's more of a global view of the security and safety, mm-hmm. but it also allows me um, to go to the school level where I can help them do their planning, help them with their drills and those things to prepare them. So it's, it's kind of a global but it allows me to still go back and, and go into the schools and help them prepare themselves, but also prepare for something like the require response from all of us. Because um, mm-hmm. that's, that's a tricky thing, they don't get to see it. So we try to prepare them for what to expect if we have to come in and assist them on something larger than themselves. Okay, now I know that, uh, you know, when we talk about uh, law enforcement involvement in schools, first of all, the, those two worlds, coming together in some form or fashion is a scary notion for a lot of parents, right? Yes. Because the first thing our, our minds go to is an active shooter scenario. Yes. That's a horrible thought. I think Columbine was the first one that was on my radar. Um, I'm sure there may have had 
may have been others in the past, but yes. that was that was a a definite that turning a point, right? Okay. So how how do you go about uh, bringing a level of protection to a, a school where you know you've got staff and students that uh, trying to learn? It should be a, a happy place, a place mm-hmm. of just you know freedom from concern of of that sort. How do you bring a level of security to a school environment like that? Well, I think preparedness for them breeds confidence in them. Um, we've been doing fire drills forever. Yeah, We do weather drills forever. Um, but they're used to that. They know what to do when they hear that announcement or notification. Uh-huh. Um, we want our drills to be the same. We want it to be normal for them to train for this because we never want any of those things to happen. Right. But sometimes they might, and we need to be prepared. Preparedness really gives you some confidence, and it reduces anxiety in everybody, yeah. all the way down to the students, when they know what to do. Yeah. The worst thing in the world is not to know what to do when you hear that alarm go off. And don't you guys have, have a uh, phrase that goes something like, uh, uh, you, you follow your training, or uh, what you practice is what you'll do? True. Uh, That's it, exactly it. It seems to be, be the case. So one of the things that I know that, that you guys have implemented is the use of these special badges. Can you tell us a little bit about what those are and why they're necessary? This badge allows us to lock down a school quickly, right? but it also, internally, it also allows the staff at the school to request administrator assistance. Um, unfortunately, we see fights in a school. That's just how yeah. life is. We see it everywhere. You see them at Walmart. But... It also lets them ask for assistance from administrators. It asks for medical assistance. Hmm. We see it used a lot for medical assistance calls. So that notification doesn't go out over the school, but it goes to those people who can respond to help. Our first responder teams are medical trained people, and this badge is used in a lot of schools to help do that. And it's a special use of that badge that keeps it contained to the specific people within the school who need to know it doesn't help. alert it, the, the entire school, so you don't cause anxiety amongst anybody. Mm-hmm. It just alerts those key people that need to bring help. And uh, obviously, you don't just hand these badges to the school staff yeah, and no, say, no, "Here, no. figure it out." <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very simple. The training is very simple, uh-huh. um, but we also want to present the context of when to use that right. because it's a great tool. But if you don't know when to use it, it's like having a toolbox that you can't unlock. Right. So we like to present the badges to them with training to what it does and then when to use it. Yeah. And it's it's early in its uh, inception. The technology is very sound, we found, mm-hmm. which was very pleasing to us because, you know, sometimes technology is not always easy to adopt. Right. But once you get past that, you have to get to the training aspect because every person is different. Every school environment is different. So you, you kind of have to get used to how you can use it and, and how to help you. Now, Mike, uh, people may recognize you from a video that, that we put together uh, last year called Breaking, Breaking the, the Cycle, cycle. Combating right. teen, teen Vaping and Opioid Abuse. Right. And um, its primary purpose was on uh, addressing some of the, the issues relating to uh, drug abuse in, in schools. It has, has that uh, wonderful program resulted in things just being drug-free now? I doubt that, right? Unfortunately, David, it, it has not. Um, and, and what we have to remember, as long as there's communities communities that serve our schools, mm-hmm. kids are going to get those 
yeah. things from the community. They're not developed in schools. They're, they're brought in from the communities, which is why we work with the local police departments, whether it's Cobb, Ackworth, Kennesaw. Um, we, we do realize a lot of these kids are getting some of these items from people on the street, from the stores, when we speak of vapes. And so we have to try to combat kids from getting it outside the schools and bringing them into the schools. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there was good information that we put out the last program, and hopefully this one will drive the point even further. Um, one, that the vapes and, and things, are, not only are they criminal, but they're bad for your health. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a doctor, but I, we, we've seen some of the results of kids using these vapes and long-term effects, and it's, it's not healthy. Um, but <clears throat> but to the second point, um, using vapes, uh, opioid, opioids, it's, it's, it's a criminal offense. Well, you gave an awful lot of good information in that program. Uh, let's take a quick look at what you had to share with us at that point. Let's just say my uh, daughter or grandson in the future gets caught vaping. What happens? Well, it depends on what she's caught with. Let's say, let's take nicotine first. Let's say nicotine and marijuana. Those are gonna be misdemeanor charges. And from our officers, we're gonna you know, initiate charges if they're an adult. They'll be arrested with an arrest warrant, uh, or they can be taken into custody to Cobb County Detention Center. Uh, if it's a juvenile, uh, we'll, most of the time we release them to the parents, but we will file a juvenile complaint form for a misdemeanor still. Now, if it's THC, which is synthetic, it's man-made, it's more potent than marijuana. Those are felony charges. And so we're trying to educate these kids that that's a felony. Um, you know, that could mess up your entire career, your life, uh, just for a smoke with, with THC in it. So that, that was quite a, a great program to have uh, all of you guys brought in to address the, the law enforcement side, a little bit of the legal, even though that's kind of out, outside your lane. Um, and, and then the medical community, we had, had some great folks from the the uh, Cobb Douglas Health Department mm -hmm. uh, addressing some of those things. Tell us a little bit about the, the, the when, when we're talking about vaping and THC being in a vape, uh, a lot of kids uh, will say, oh, it's just fruit juice. How, how common is just fruit juice in <laughs> a vape? They say that, but uh, <clears throat> actually, the component in THC, which well, the component in marijuana, which is THC. Right. Um, the reason, and people have asked, well, why is it marijuana is not a felony, but THC oil is? Well, it's the percentage of the THC uh. that's pure, and when the kids put it in vapes, that's pure THC. Yeah. Um, it is a felony uh, when they're caught or they're using that, whereas marijuana. You know, the, the content is not as, as potent, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, THC is it's, it's causing, in, in our uh, experience, it's causing more harm to these kids than they even realize. Yeah. Than just, you know, all of it's bad for you, but the THC is really causing, because it's, it's more potent. People of, of my era, our era, uh, perhaps, um, would, would ask that very same question. Uh, what's the difference? And um, it, it is far more uh, potent, I guess, is the term to, it is. to apply. So uh, uh, viewers, I would encourage you to go back. We'll, we'll put the link to that program in the show notes. Go back and watch that if that's a concern for your family. 
Uh, there's a lot of good information, also information on opioid abuse, addiction, that sort of thing. You can skip around to see exactly the part that you want, but a, a really worthwhile endeavor we, we put together, if I may say so. Um, you know, in the old days, a, a bully, and the concept of a bully used to be some big kid who would, you know, find the scrawniest kid in the class and uh, threaten to beat him up for his lunch money. Things are different now, <laughs> really different. Um, so how do you guys deal with that sort of thing in the schools, ranging from the, you know, the elementary size kids up through high school? I mean, so you got gangs in some of these schools, right? The gangs can be a problem. Yes. That's why we have we have a, a gang unit with Cobb School District. It's called the Gang Recognition and Intervention Unit. Uh-huh. And it was created to just that, intervene when we see the signs of young kids or middle school kids participating in gangs. It is, it is there to, for us to intervene and try to get them to understand the, the negative parts of being in a, in a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, we partner with the CAGE unit, which is called Gang Unit, mm-hmm. and we share information. And, and not only that, David, uh, we try to encourage the officers. And that's why it comes into to play to get to know the kids. Yeah. Get to know the kids, uh, establish that relationship with them. Because sometimes they'll talk to you, and you can encourage them to stay away from those type things. And, um, and didn't, uh, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but didn't you, uh, at, at some point, someone told me that is not as much a, uh, a, a thing that gangs are just rampant. It's that gangs exist and that kids who have a need for a sense of belonging yes. are pretending to be in a gang? Is that? Yes, we see a lot of that. Um, and, and again, it's not to point fingers at anybody. It's, it's all of our issues. Uh-huh. But you're exactly right. Some of these kids are missing something whether it's at home or whatever, and they're gravitating toward the first thing that gives them a sense of belonging. Mm. And uh, a lot of the older gang members, they realize that the young kids are the ones that they're missing what it is they're searching for, and so they are easy to incorporate them. And, and, and that's what we're seeing in schools. So as a result of, of that, not only do we encourage the officers to get to know the kids, get to know the families, we started a Concerned Cops program too. Yeah. To try to tell reach. Us, sure. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, this program was designed, again, to teach four main points. One being um, know the difference between what's right and wrong mm-hmm. and, and not to be afraid to choose the right decision. The second one is every action that you initiate has a reaction, whether it's a positive one or a negative one. And then third one, we try to teach these kids to be compliant, not combative. Yeah, what does that uh, mean? All right, so we use scenarios in school. I'll give you a quick example, not to take up too much time. Um, young man walking down the hall with a hat on in school. Now, is that, is that criminal? No. But he's walking down a hat, uh, in the hall with a hat. The teacher tells him to remove the hat. He refuses. The teacher gets the administrator. The administrator says, young man, remove your hat. Now, that kid knows it's wrong, but the kid then still refuses. Now, at that point, it could become a police issue because now you have a disruption. Uh-huh. And so when the police officer gets involved, you uh, like to think that the young man will comply. The officer saying, come on, let's, let's, let's go. Let's get out of the hallway. And a lot of cases they don't, David. And so that it, it, it results in the officer having to let, put hands on the young man, taking the young man. And so he's made a bad decision. 
as opposed to that fourth point, if he realizes that he's been mistreated, mm-hmm. comply, and there are avenues to deal with the fact that you've been mistreated. You don't always have to fight your battles, especially when you're dealing with authority, mm-hmm. teachers, administrators, and police. So the program was designed to teach them and give them scenarios and not always believe what the media puts up because the example I just gave you, at the time the officer puts the hand on the young man, that's when all the video cameras come out. Uh-huh. And that's gotcha. what everybody sees. Yep. They don't see the whole scenario where this young man had a chance to do what was right. Yeah. So with that, getting the officers to get to know the kids, establishing that rapport, um, and then the gang, anti-gang, gang recognition unit, those are some of the things that we're trying to do to combat some of this gang activity and bullying and, and disrespect. Yeah, and, and a lot of the uh, de-escalation stuff happens, like you said, before all the, the you know, phone, cell phone cameras come right. out and, and start recording. Right. You, you also have a, an alert uh, line, uh, hotline. Tell us a little bit about that. Safe Schools Alert, the vector tip line. Um, best practice, we know from best practice that an anonymous tip line um, is one way that, especially students that are maybe don't want to speak up to authority, mm-hmm. they can go to that tip line, anonymously report something. Yeah. Um, if it's a threat of violence, um, we don't see that a lot, but sometimes you'll see things posted on Instagram snapchat or whatever and we'll see it that way yeah um, a lot of what we see is um, students who are worried about other students um, ideas of her harming themselves or okay. those kind of things uh, the tip line's anonymous uh, if we get enough information about that student um, we can get help for that student before a crisis occurs so we don't have to worry about the big thing happening because we've addressed it when before the crisis even takes place um, and we've seen it occur with people especially with suicidal ideation Mm. Um, we've gotten enough information to get our counselors and our psychologists involved before um, they go into crisis and and that's what we're looking for because that that's prevention honestly in the world today but it's a really good means to you can put tips in either over the phone you can send recorded we see a lot of recorded messages on the tip line okay um, that's sent through text or email so uh, going to our website, the, the Cop Shield website, you can find the ways to, to get into that. And, okay. um, and there's an app that you can actually use. Oh, wow. Um, you can give us as little or as much information as you want. Um, and then we go from there to try to make sure that that concern is sent to whoever needs to deal with it. Because um, a lot of things aren't law enforcement issues. They are um, just school issues that come up because there's so many people together in one place. So we can get that to the people, the administrator, mm-hmm. um, the counselor, whoever needs to see that, and then they can address it. Yeah, so. and we receive those on our phone, so we get yes, them. we get them all 24/7. the time. When they come in, we get those. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So if something critical comes in, we can deal with it. Mm-hmm. If something, I need help or my friend needs help, we yeah. can deal with that too. So uh, like once a kid gets home and they got their cell phone and they're they're like out of view of mm-hmm. their peers, they can let you guys know what's going on and, and truly remain anonymous, anonymous in the process? Exactly. We don't know who they are. We can't track them. Um, They are able to, through the app, um, communicate with us if they want because we can reach back. We can send a message. If they want to reach out back to us, they can. Okay. um, But they don't have to. So it's all done through um, algorithms through the app. So we can't go back and say, hey, Jimmy is the one who sent this. Yeah. Um, Well, that's that's really cool, and especially since – uh, the the latest generation is all about texting and yes. messaging yes. and that yes. sort of thing. 
Well, you guys, and that's one one of the ways that you guys set yourselves apart from the the average police officer out in our community. Not to disparage what they do, they have a very different task. But you guys are charged with taking care of and and looking after the safety of staff and children, and that expertise is is something that, uh, boy, we we can't thank you enough for that. Um, There is actually a great deal more that our police force does to help everyone stay safe in the schools. So to learn more about those things, visit the Cobb Shield page displayed on the district's website, which is www.cobbk12.org cobk12.org or in the link you can find in the show notes so now that you've heard this info please share it with someone else they need to hear what has been said today a lot of people think that everybody else's life is just fine and you never know what they're going through in their family so you may actually save a life well thank you for listening to this edition of the inside scoop a podcast produced by the Cobb county school district 